Hello, what people. Is up, guys, happy woo, woo. Sunday. Oh my goodness, it is Sunday. Not I know. It this kind of feels strange. a little different. This is strange. You guys, um, <laughs> we went to church today and then we're not going to go. We went to church, but then went to Haley's and now we're talking about murder. Yeah. Right. It's a beautiful day for Jesus and, and murders yes yes put that on your coffee mug oh my honestly at this point we should just make coffee mugs now too just kidding we're not that famous for that guys we are in the ringer right now it's literally like four weeks until finals for me apparently kaylee doesn't have finals which okay i'm in grad school you guys so She's it's a bunch of papers and smart gal oh my if i on if you would have asked train. me back in the day would you go to like to grad school for counseling and i would say no <laughs> I'm you getting out of here. No. I'm like, education's overrated. Just kidding. But <laughs> just kidding, because I'm obviously kidding. in grad school. Get but your education. Get your education. But your girl just wants to be a counselor, so here we are. Here she is. Uh, so, yeah, good luck to everybody for taking finals and you're in college or you're in high school or whatever you're in. Just in general, good luck All in I life. I to say, yeah. <laughs> it should be a motivational luck. speaker as you well. You really should. <laughs> good like, luck. Don't don't do your education. But like, do your education. <laughs> yeah, I would just confuse people. They're like, wait, what am I supposed to be motivated about? What's good, honestly? What's the positives in life now? I'm confused. <laughs> Moral yeah. story, guys. We're in the ringer right now, but we're making it to the home stretch. Yep. We got this. Yeah, so close. But you know, this is not a school podcast. No, this is a true no, crime ma'am. Yes. Podcast, yes. guys. So welcome to a bottle of crime. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> and we will also. Start Start a band one day. A band, yes, we are. Yeah, so we we decided that our true calling is not podcasting, it but is. it's singing and singing. instruments. And instruments. I <laughs> played the oboe in high school. I played the clarinet. <laughs> you cannot even make fun of me right now, bro. If you looked at Haley right now, you would you could just tell that she played the clarinet. <laughs> you really could. Yes. bro. No. That's ridiculous. I, I did the like flute it. Too. Do I look like a flute girl? Yeah, you do. Look, you look more like a flute than an oboe. Okay. Well, Oboes are like they're rare. Very sophisticated. I know. Instrument. Are you telling me I don't look sophisticated? No, you do, oh, okay. but you look more like a flute gal. Okay. You're more fluttery and upbeat. Okay, so shout out to my worship pastor. I'm actually going to be bringing in my flute and oboe to tryouts like a couple of weeks. Just like, let me know. Hey, I'll be there. let's go. <laughs> we got that musical talent too. Yep. So anyways, yes, welcome back. My name is Haley. And my name is Anissa. And you're getting ready to hear a case from Anissa and we're so excited. Yes. And yeah, so grab your glass of wine and get ready to hear some true crime. Hey guys, it's Anissa here. So I just wanted to hop on here before we get started and give you a little disclaimer about today's episode. So today's episode can be really, really gruesome and possibly triggering, triggering for some people who have maybe um, unfortunately endured sexual assault. It has, um, this case has to do with sexual assault and rape and just really horrific things, um, the way this person has died. Um, very gruesome in the killing. So just a pre-warning if this is something that maybe you're just not wanting to listen to. We totally get that and we'll see you guys on the next episode. But other than that, I'm really excited to get started. And so let's do that. 
Okay guys, let's get started. So a couple weeks ago, we asked you guys to vote on this poll that you, if you were going to do like a high profile case, if you were interested in that or more more of a small, small town kind of crime thing. So you guys voted for small town creepy crime stories and I got a story for you guys yeah, today. Yeah. Haley, have you ever heard of Angela Sumata? No, I have not. Okay. You're doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah, I'm like, dang, girl. <laughs> Angela Samata. This is not a... It's a case from, like, back in the day. It's, like, okay. really old-timey. Like, not old-timey. I say old-timey, but it was in 1980s. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my I God. Old-timey. I was born in 1999, so everything's old. Yeah, right. So, all right, let's get started. Okay. Angie... Angela, she was known as okay. Angie, um, was born in 1964 in Pennsylvania. Um, at the time of her death, like, let me just say it right now, she died. <laughs> she was murdered. Yeah. I know. I feel like it's always like, okay, I think that we're going to put the pieces together here. And yeah. when I'm talking, you're going to kind of know who I'm talking about. It's not one of those things where it's like a mystery. It's like a, you kind of just know she died. Like, there's mystery yeah. in it for sure. Right, but right. Like, it's more straightforward, kind of. Pretty straightforward. Okay. But she was 20 years old at the time of her death. Um, she was raised by a single mom- mother. After high school, she decided she wanted to attend Southern Methodist University in Dallas, Texas, which is super interesting because I have a friend from high school, hello, Amy, um, who goes <laughs> to SMU right now. Um, and Angie was studying computer science and electrical engineering. We Ooh. love a STEM girl. Yes, yeah, she's <laughs> a smarty pants. Smarty pants. That's awesome. You don't see a lot of those, like, STEM. I was actually, like, learning about that in my um, psychology of gender classes about how, like, um, different gender stereotypes and, like, gender norms of, like, With, like, jobs and stuff. Yeah, jobs like that. So women. Yeah, let's go. Let's go, Break the stereotype, boy. Absolutely. (laughs) All right, so in college, she met her roommate, um, Sheila. I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Mikoski. Um, The first semester as roommates, they did not get along. Oh. At all. Dang it. How was your college roommate experience? It was good. Okay. I It was somebody I was friends with for a long time, so okay. it was nice. And, I mean, it also was just, like, you're always on the go. Like, freshman year, like, I was at least, like, really busy and mm-hmm. stuff. So it wasn't like you were always crammed in the yeah. room together. It yeah. was it was kind of nice. But nice. I liked it. I liked my roommate, too. We Mine was a random assignment, so I didn't know yeah, my Yeah, those are, which, like, they either turn out great or bad. Right. And so mine was pretty chill. She was pretty good. cool. Um, we were definitely definitely into different things, right. but I feel like we still had common ground, you know, I love in the that. Room. Yeah, when you definitely are, like, into different things, but you can still, which is hard, I think, sometimes, like, if you don't have a commonality with people, like, in the interests that you, like, in the things that you like to do, I guess. But yeah. it's really cool when you can just be nice and hang and whatever but have your own life too i think that's honestly good yeah for sure so angie had a boyfriend that sheila was not a fan of oh man we love that um i hint a little jealousy probably because she had a boyfriend but whatever but angie eventually uh broke up with her boyfriend and after that sheila and angie became closer okay duh (laughs) yes um but they had a common ground of like both grew up without a father in their lives Mm -hmm. so they could just relate in that area yeah um sheila struggled really bad with dyslexia um, in college and angela was very academically focused um so i guess they would like help each other out with school and stuff like that yeah um oh that's sweet 
So Angela was also a part of a sorority in college, Zeta Tau Alpha. Ooh, super fun. She was the life of the party as she was the social chair of her sorority. Oh, she's smart mm. and she's social. Let's go. Smart and a social sister. She's very balanced, it sounds we like. Love that. <laughs> it's really important to be balanced in college. So. I know. I really feel like that too. Angie seemed to have her life pretty good right there. Yeah. So Angie eventually met a new guy in her life. Um, his name is Ben, Ben McCall. So Ben, he is a construction site manager. Okay. So which is super cool because he's only a little bit older than Angela. She's like 23 and he already like has this nice job, uh-huh. company car, construction site manager, yeah. bank and bank. Um, yeah, so really mature cool. guy. Look at him go. Um, like I said, he's a little bit older than Angela, so that made Angela want to be, like, more independent and, like, okay. seem more mature herself. Right, right. So Angela decided she wanted to move out of the dorms and into an off-campus um, apartment condo okay. situation. Um, but her and Sheila still remained close, even though they weren't roommates anymore. Okay. Yeah. Wait, so, so she was 23? She was 20, and Ben was 23. And Ben was 23. Okay, because yes, I was like, why... I didn't know if, like, you still have to. I mean, it's okay to still live in the dorms, like, um, mm-hmm. but I just didn't know, like. Some colleges, I think, like, make you That's what I was wondering, at what year she was kind of in college and stuff. Because, you know, like, Evangel? Uh-huh. They make you, I think, I think they make you stay in the dorms. Yeah. So, I just was wondering what the vibe kind of was, yeah. but that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So, on October 12th, 1984, set the scene. <laughs> Let's get into it. <laughs> so, there is a huge football game between the University of Texas and the University of Oklahoma. They call it the Red River Showdown. Oh, you know it's big when you got a name for it, too. So you're definitely, like, in the South, and, you know, like, football and sports is, like, really, really big in Texas. Yeah. They're kind of, like... It's a big thing. It's like, like if everyone, you don't like sports, go and get. You right, know? go and get. Absolutely. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, do you ever remember going to like football games when you were like in high school? Were you that girl, or did you like? Yeah, I went girl? to a lot of the games. Um, I feel like even basketball, just like random stuff. Yeah. I don't really love football. I'm gonna be honest. Everybody, yeah. just go ahead, mm-hmm. bring on the hate comments. But I, there's no hate and no football. Like, I know. I, I like other sports, yeah. honestly. Like, I just have never been a big football gal, but I go for the social setting for yeah. sure. Yeah. My when I have connection with football, I think about the show like Friday Night Lights. Oh yeah, you seen that show on yeah, Netflix? I, have. I really like that show. It is good. Really good. Um, so the same weekend as this like football showdown, uh-huh. there was a carnival like rodeo thing. You got to add that, which in is there. also big in Texas, which is yeah. super funny. <laughs> um, but they were happening in the same weekend. Okay. Another funny thing. So my dad lives in Texas, right? Yeah. And, like a couple years ago, he had. We were just talking, and he was attending this, like, rodeo. And I'm like, you are from Lee Summit, Missouri, Kansas City, Missouri. Here you are going to a rodeo. You're like, like <laughs> give in mind, like, Lee Summit, like, where I'm from, is very suburban. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right. Do not do rodeo. <laughs> You're like, you, who are you? Are exactly. you a true Texan exactly. now? <laughs> he is. I'm like, That's you, so do you funny. have a pair of cowboy boots in yeah. your closet, sir? Like, That's so funny. No. That's how you know. <laughs> so there's this rodeo carnival thing going on and a football game this weekend. So Angela, being the social sister she is, decided she wanted to attend the carnival after the football game. But Sheila was not about it. She didn't want to do it. She was like, Sheila, she was not very social. She's like, yeah, I want to hang out with my close friends. Okay, that makes sense. Sometimes you just need to do that. Right. So Sheila decided she just wanted to go home after the game and chill. So that's what she did. 
So Angela decided, yeah, I'm going to go out. I'm going to go have fun. So she went with another friend named Anita Kadala and a guy named Russell Buchanan. Um, Russell had met Angela at a bar earlier in life, and so they connected through that. Okay. Um, he is also 23 years old, a little bit older than her, um, and has already graduated college. Okay. Um, Anita was a just a friend she knew from the dorms as well. So. Oh, so she knew both of them. Yeah, she knew okay. both of them. So. That's cool. Yeah. Um, her boyfriend Ben, remember him? Like, mm-hmm, yeah, yes. he. You would think he would go out with her, right? Well, he didn't really want to go out either because he has this huge like construction management job and had to right. go out for work the next day. So he was like, "No, I'm not gonna go out." But hey, okay. you have a good time. Like, right. I trust you. Like, you're good. Yeah, they had a pretty trustworthy relationship. It was no big deal. Um, so Anita, Angela, and Ben bar hop throughout the whole entire ben? night. Not Ben. Not Ben. Russell. Russell. Okay, <laughs> sorry, sorry. I just there wanted to be... I'm like, crap, Ben actually went... Thank you for keeping me yes, I Girl, love I'm that. listening. <laughs> All right, so Anita, Angela, and Russell, yes. after the carnival, bar hopped throughout the whole entire night. Okay. Um, and they finally ended up at Lakewood's Boardwalk Beach Club. Um, it's a really big, high-class, like, area where a lot of college students, like, go okay. to the party and stuff like that. There's, there's a lot of people there. Um, so after that, they decided to go to a restaurant with an upstairs club called the Rio Room. Um, and Angela being like, Angela was like a really, really pretty girl. Like, I'll mm-hmm. show you some pictures of her, but like, she's a pretty girl. So being the pretty girl that she is, she got them into this secret like club upstairs room. Oh, so typically you don't really get into It's like that. one of those things, like you got to know someone oh, to get Oh, the connections. To- yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's why I could put it out here. Like she probably knew someone. Right. That way she right. Got in. Um, and just, like, a pretty face, too. Yeah, I feel like, honestly, that happens at the bar scene, like, or club scene or something. Like, you know, like, you get more... People are not afraid to show, like, their biases toward people. Yeah. (laughs) Like, or, like, just whatever, like, their favor toward them, I guess. Because Mm -mm. if there's pretty people, you always know that you get the free drinks, you get the free whatever. And it's just, I mean, I feel like that's just the thing that happens. Absolutely. Um, so they had a good time throughout the night, dancing, chatting up people. Oh, yeah. A lot of people came up to Angela because she's a pretty girl. A lot of guys talking to her. Right. Um, it was a good time, but you know they didn't have too much of a good time where they got like super intoxicated. Or yeah. Anything yeah. Home. Like they were pretty responsible. Yeah. Um, college students, so they had a great time until about one a.m. and then they left. No, nothing bad happened. They just ended the night. Yeah. It's perfectly normal. Yeah. So after they left the Rio room, um, Russell was the first one dropped off and he lived about five minutes from Angela's condo. Okay. Um, and then Anita was dropped off at the dorms. Okay. So Angela, after dropping off her two friends, decided, hey, I want to go see my boyfriend yeah. before I go to bed. And it was just to say goodnight, which I thought was the sweetest thing. Yeah, that ever. actually is so cute. <laughs> like, yeah. she was like, I'm, like, I read something in the source that um, they didn't even, like, she didn't even go inside his apartment. She was just at the doorway. It was, like, saying goodnight. And then she, like, left. It was just oh, super cute. Wait. And it's, I'm like, I feel like she also just sounds so mature. Like, I, I do think like that nice girl. girl, like, I feel like women are typically more mature than guys mm-hmm. at the same age. Like, and so it makes sense that she's dating somebody older. Because I feel like that's not uncommon. Yeah. And... I don't know. It's just really cute because I also just feel like she's she's like the real deal. She like is. it sounds like she's just she truly out here, just trying to be responsible, do the right thing, and just like have a good time. Right. I love that. Honestly, what I would have lived like. <laughs> I know. I'm like, wait, that Goals. sounds like so fun. So after she stopped off at Ben's house to say goodnight, um, she went home to go to sleep. Okay. All right. That was the night. One forty-five. 
is the new timeline. Same day, same okay. night, or it's the next morning, basically, right? Yeah. So one forty-five a.m. Um, Ben gets a call from Angela at her condo. Okay. So this is 1984. They have house phones, not cell phones. Really. Oh yes. <laughs> Keep. Thank make you sure for readjusting. Yes. Thanks for readjusting. I'm going to say something earlier. Uh, not earlier. I'm going to say something later that. Okay. You need to know that the time zone. Okay. About phones. So, um, <laughs> it's good to remember. Ben gets a phone call from Angela um, on her house phone. Um, Angela was speaking in some sort of like weird code language. When uh, okay. she started talking to him, she sounded very nervous, um, kind of scared, like just very scatterbrained um, uh-huh. when she was talking to him. She finally like got herself together and said, I need you to just talk to me. I am freaked out. And so Ben's like, what? Like, yeah. like what is happening yeah. right now? Like, and he hears this like commotion in the background. Um, okay, really she, quickly. Sorry. You're good. And this makes me think about like, you ever know when you just know somebody super well and then you can just tell like yeah. you don't have to see their face you you don't have to like whatever it's just like yeah like a phone call like mm-hmm. i would know 100 percent if like my sister called me if like anybody in my family really too like and probably you like if somebody called me and i was like it, it's just not normal and then they're the scatterbrain the whole like some you're not talking like you normally do that sinking feeling and your stomach oh my gosh just picture like ben he's probably like what the heck ben is going was on freaked out yeah because he's like this is not like what and you're not there to help like you're like on the phone with them but like exactly. what else can you yeah oh my gosh okay okay so she's like okay i just need you to talk to me like i'm freaked out so yeah. um what was happening at her apartment was like angela had this guy knock on her door 140s like a little before 145 yeah. in the morning. um and he had asked her to come inside to use the bathroom what and the phone what Stop there. I'm just like, homegirl, why are you letting in some creepy dude yes. into your house? It doesn't matter at almost if it's two o'clock in the, morning. the 1700s or today. Like, it exactly. doesn't matter when you don't, and not even trying to be mean. Like, you, she seems like a great girl, like, yeah. really out here just living her life, being a great person. But you can still be a great person and a nice, kind human being without letting somebody into your home. The thing is, like, I'm thinking about this time zone, like, back in the day. Yeah. Like, people used to, like, leave their front doors unlocked and, like, stuff right, like that. And, like, right. really nice neighborhood areas. Like, yeah. I feel like people weren't as, like, cautious as they no, and you're, are you're nowadays. Right. Like, yeah. maybe just because of all the stuff that's happened, like, stuff like this and, like, mm-hmm. leading up to this. That's why we're so, like, cautious about right, life right, right now. You know, and everywhere. Like, not letting random people in, locking our car doors when yeah. we get inside. Like, I don't think they were in that mindset, yeah. like, back in the day. And I was, because I'm thinking, like, girl, like, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> I know. And I'm just, like, just in, I don't know. I feel like women at this age, like, how old she is, it's just, like, we're more vulnerable. Like, I'm 23. Mm-hmm. And being in college in general, I do feel like we're more vulnerable. So I just am, like, no matter what time period, don't do it. Don't do don't it. Don't do it. <laughs> don't let the man in. Yes, don't. So he let her in. Um he let him in to use the bathroom and the phone. Um, and she thought if she stayed on the phone with Ben, that she'd feel a little safer oh, yeah. about it. Um, okay, so she was that makes sense. Talking to him, you know, out of nowhere. Oh no! The line got disconnected. What? Okay. Line's gone. Ski ski. Goodbye. Ben freaks out oh, more yes, than he man. is. Yeah. And decides to drive to her place. Smart man. Yes. Okay, so as he's driving. <laughs> Remember when I told you to remember the time zone and the phone thing? So yes. he had a car phone. Oh, <laughs> yes. This was an OJ Simpson. Like whenever, remember whenever they were in the car chase 
in the oh, documentary. Never, yes. We just watched the documentary together, so I, that's why I brought it up. But they had, like, the AC answered it whenever they're on the highway. Yeah. And he's oh, like, I'm know. like, there's a car phone. I didn't I know that was a car phone. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. It's crazy. Okay, so, yeah, he, you, this is not funny. <laughs> no, yeah, get back to normal. <laughs> okay. Um, he was really frazzled, and as he was driving over there in, like, a really red, big rush, he used his car phone to call her over and over again, but, like, she was not answering uh. at all, but he just continued to call yeah. her. Um, so he finally gets to her place, and he bangs on the door, and, like, no one answers. Like, no one's coming to the door. He can't hear anything. Oh, like, my There's gosh. no one there. So he goes back to um, his truck, and he uses his car phone to call the police. Good. Also, a interesting note about this time zone, like, 911 wasn't really utilized at this point. Like, this is, like, before 911 and stuff like that. So, uh-huh. like, it wasn't really utilized. So they had to, like, go through, like, the emergency system to, like, get Wait, them connected to the police. Like, it probably took, like, a lot of trans, like, a lot of, like, connected um, calls to yes, get to the police. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, transferring and then Yeah, transferring. All- yeah. Wait, that, okay, it really wasn't that, that I mean, it's a long time ago because we weren't born yet, but, like, it wasn't, like, that long ago. But, like, to look think, how much we, like, how much has yeah, developed Yeah, everything then. has, like, evolved so much, yeah. but that's crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, eventually, the police show up at her apartment, and the condo manager had to let them inside the condo. At 2.17 a.m., the police enter the condo, Angel's condo. What they find was horrific. They find Angela laying naked on her bed, lying next to a giant stuffed bunny with her eyes wide open. She was stabbed 18 times. Oh, my gosh. And brutally sexually assaulted. This dude raped her. It was terrible. That's what they so saw sad. the crime scene photos were absolutely horrific to a point where like people said that the detective said they had trouble looking at it right because it yeah. was terrible she the medical examiner um who gave the autopsy stated that her fatal wound like the last stab uh-huh. that killed her was to her heart um the myrtle murder was so brutal that her heart was stabbed outside of its cavity. So when the police, when they found her, mm-hmm. like in her room, yeah. her heart was basically like outside of her body and just laying on top of her chest. What? When they found her. What? Yeah. So he had like stabbed her so many times in the chest and in the heart where he like basically was pulling her heart out of her <gasps> chest. Like that's how brutal and just oh terrible my. Oh, what they saw was. That's so sad. So, like, with it being, like, the early 80s, um, they could still take, like, DNA samples yeah. of, like, blood, like, semen, mm. like, scrapings of fingernails and stuff like right. that um, from this from this guy. But, like, they couldn't, like, do a lot with it. Right. Being the yeah. early 80s. Um, so, what the detectives found in their DNA samples was that the liquid um, belonged to a non-secretor. And a non-secretor is an individual who does not leave, like, the antigens... Um, that distinguishes like what a person's blood type is. Oh, um, which is something I didn't know about. I didn't know that either. Non-secretor, intre- like a non-secretor. Okay. Um, so a secretor would lead the antigen. Yeah, you could figure out a that's pers- interesting. You could figure out a person's blood type from that apparently. Yeah. Um, so the detectives they had a couple suspects. Russell was the first suspect. Mm-hmm. He was with her the whole entire night yeah. leading up. He lives five minutes away from her. True. Okay. Russell's first. 
another person was Angela's ex-boyfriend that Sheila did not like that I mentioned uh-huh. earlier. Um, the only reason he was a suspect was because when they had broken up, they had like a really bad breakup okay. and he was like cutting up her clothes and like just super not chill. So the police is right. like, yeah, let's. It's always good to look at the past or yeah. the present people, I think, too. Yeah, for sure. And then, unfortunately, the last person is Ben. Oh, Which yeah. kind of sucks because here he is, like... Like, straight up probably shook to shook. his core. He was on the phone with her, Yeah, dude. Like, yeah. oh, my goodness. Right. Oh, my gosh. But the good thing that has come out of, like, these suspects was Ben and the ex-boyfriend were secretors. They were, okay. They were secretors, so okay. they were cleared. Okay. They're going to go. Yeah, I guess that's the way to do it. And, like, what also I learned about secretors and non-secretors is that, like, you can't just be, like, a secretor one day and not the other. So, like, it's either you are or not. So, like, okay. they were definitely, like, they're not the suspect or not the wow. person who did it. Wow, that's like, honestly that a good way them. to narrow it down, though. Yeah. Wow. So, guess who was left? Russell. Oh. And guess what Russell is? A non-secretor. All right, so it's a couple nights after the murder. It's Monday night at 6 p.m. The police decide they're going to bring Russell in and interview him. Um, Russell was acting pretty strange during the interview. Um, The police claimed he had no idea that Angela was even dead, um, even though it had been all over the news. What? The whole town knew about it, and Russell was like, I had no idea. And he's (laughs) had the weekend, right? Like, a few days to hear about this also. A few days to turn on the TV and see that his five minutes away neighbor... Right. He's dead. And friend. And friend. Like, knew her. And friend. Yeah. And, and friend. And like, friend. knew her. That's crazy. Okay. Well, okay, so Russell. So, his excuse for not turning on the news was, like, he claimed that after the night they had all went out, uh-huh. um, after the football game and carnival, he had went to a friend's wedding and then went to visit his family in Houston. And then after that, he went home to do tons of homework for grad school. Okay. So, he was just grinding away and yeah. didn't, like, want to turn on the TV. Huh. That was his excuse. Me being the person that I am, like, I don't watch the news either, but I'm like, This come is on. different, though. Like, this is different times. Like, what you said. Like, so, social, there's no social like, media. You like, watch the news, like, back then, because there wasn't all this stuff. Also, I think people these days just don't, I mean, I don't feel like a lot of us watch the news in general. I don't. And we hear what we hear and whatever, which I always think, man, I should watch the news more. I get my social media, I get everything on social media. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> which is like, oh, sometimes, meh, but still, yeah, no, yeah. that's. It's just weird. I don't know. So maybe it's not weird because he's like around the college age, just a young adult. So maybe it doesn't matter. But also you think you would know when you live in the like five minutes away, at least you would see things about it. Right. Huh. So during all this, he never called a lawyer. Lawyer. Oh, really? Like with him while they were interrogating him, basically. Oh, that's never good. Um, Even if you're innocent, that's never good. No, you should always get a lawyer. So the next step for the police was to give him a polygraph test. If you guys don't know what a polygraph is, it's like basically a lie detector. Yeah. Um, and he passed it. He passed the test. Okay. All right. Okay, Russell. Okay, Russell. Police was not convinced still. Everything, uh, everything just points to him still. Yeah, because like if they're not getting any new suspects, like who else would it right, be? Right, right. So he was put on surveillance and the detective said to him, she dropped you off. You were mad at her because you wanted to have sex with her. You went down to her apartment. Mm-hmm. She let you in. You had sex with her. She started to scream. You stabbed her, and you stabbed her, and you stabbed her, and you stabbed her 18 times. After the police said that to him, he was like, yep, I should probably get a lawyer. 
Oh. And he did. So that's the time he gets a little He gets a lawyer sketch, after the, sketch, he's like, dang, I'm probably about to get convicted for this. Dude. Right, like, right. Like, I probably need someone. Um, and also, like, during this time, he was also put on surveillance um, and had to do multiple polygraph tests. And a lot of them, like, most of them, like, pretty much all of them, he passed. Uh-huh. But the police claim, like, this one, it came back inconclusive. Um, that still wasn't enough to like hold him. Uh-huh. There's nothing to charge him with. Um, so the police couldn't bring him in jail. Yeah. Like, they couldn't like lock him up. Well, yeah, like sometimes with the polygraphs too, it's like, I think I've mentioned this before in the Chris Watts, um, like just they're, they're not just because something looks different, like your heart rate and your breathing and just like all this stuff is like a little like not normal doesn't mean that it's like 100% a lie it means something's going on right it's like either the truth isn't fully being told it doesn't mean like you did it it means like you know what I mean so I see why it's kind of confusing and then for the people who maybe just don't know like it is just kind of confusing but yeah you can't hold them for that so exactly that's interesting so Russell being like the college student he is like he's about to go to grad school like he's just working to do stuff you know yeah Um, he has a future and he has his life he's planning for right now this unfortunate thing happened but like he still has his life right so russell had been accepted into this grad school all the way in london oh dang (laughs) hey yo Um, and the police can't stop him from going so they speak to sheila bring back sheila sheila bff sheila yeah (laughs) (laughs) so they ask um sheila the police ask sheila if she would go to dinner with russell um wired wearing okay. a wire and basically ask him to confess like try to right. convince him to confess These are always to the murder so interesting when they do that it is right yeah um this was obviously unsuccessful and russell kept his story straight and he was okay. like i didn't do it like he didn't say i didn't do it but like he just said what he said like right he, like he didn't change anything no okay. he went to the wedding went to houston yeah school work done yeah um Years after he graduated, he came back to Dallas and started his own architecture company. Uh-huh. So, like, after grad school, like, went to London, all yeah. the stuff, and this is years later. Yeah, this okay. is just a couple years later. So, basically, before that, like, the case went cold because they couldn't do anything with yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Russell, like, uh-huh. they just let him go because, like, right. he had to go to grad school, lived his life there, and there was no other suspects. Right. So, the case went cold, and they dropped it. Okay. Um, Russell also got married and had a couple kids, lived his life, and came back to Dallas. He's really, like, high-profile, popular person. He's doing really successful in his life right now, actually. Wow. Um, so Sheila also moved on with her life, but she was not giving up on her friend who Aww. was murdered. Like, Sheila, she seemed like a great girl. Like, yeah. one of those BFFs that, like, you just need in your life. A loyal type of person. I right. bet she was a two. Yeah. An Enneagram two. Yeah. She or probably... is a two. She's not dead. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but even though Sheila, like, kind of moved on with her life, it kind of transformed her life in a way, too. Like, yeah. Angela's death. She lived a very scared life, uh, very on edge oh, throughout bet. her whole entire life. Um, she dropped out of college and moved to Nashville. And just Like, right yeah, after this happened? Yeah, just started her whole oh, life over that's again. That's probably so hard. It's really sad. Um, eventually she became really frustrated that there was no justice for Angela. Yeah. And literally she thought Russell was out here living his best life and like she thought Russell yeah. was the guy that killed Angela right. and he just got away with it. Like right. the police pretty much convinced her yeah. that this was the killer. Well, oh true. And they they like brought her into figuring out if he was. Yeah. Like so she's like helping the police too and then think about being involved in that way also and then 
not getting justice still. Exactly. When she's now convinced probably that he was the one who did it. Mm-hmm. Oh my and gosh. here he is living his best life, being oh, a successful businessman. Oh, that's probably so man. hard. And, he's, and she's like, he literally murdered my best friend. Like, why is this, why is this still going cool? Right. You literally have your killer do it. So it's 2004 now. Um, she was just doing some work at home. Um, and while she was doing this, Sheila claimed that Angela, she saw a figure of Angela standing at the end of her bed. She claimed that Angela spoke to her and said that she needed to find the person that murdered her. So Sheila started calling the Dallas police. Throughout a year time span, she called and got rejected from the Dallas police 700 times. What? 700 times she called to get this case reopened. 700 times they rejected her. Oh my. Over 700 Wait, times. this was over a year? Over a year time span. That's 365 days in a year. Sorry if people didn't know that. <laughs> Just had to put that out loud because then it's like 700. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's wild. So Angela, this case is not open anymore. Yeah. Uh, Sheila, still being very frustrated, still wanting to get this case reopened, decided I'm going to take matters into my own hands. Yeah. She got her private investigator's license to try oh, and get wow. access to Angela's murder Wow. Evidence. That, that is like, like straight up the most loyal friend. Yeah. Wow. She's very serious. Oh my gosh. Which is I, super cool. Yeah. You have to go like take tests and stuff for this stuff. So like, like she's she like putting dedicated. work in. It's yeah. like time and money for mm-hmm. that. Wow. Look at her go. So two years later, 2006, the Dallas police had finally taken her seriously because she got a private investigator's license and she looks like more professional. Yeah. So they decide that they're going to reopen the case. And the person who reopened the case was Linda Crum, um, a female who was the lead investigator, which I think is pretty cool because you got yeah. like female power. Hey, mm-hmm. what's up, boss? Um, and the evidence and storage was enough for like modern DNA testing, like this time period oh. testing. So like it's so good, good. that the, like the... DNA testing from the blood, the yeah, semen, the yeah. fingernail scrapings, all that stuff that they got before, mm-hmm. they can use now. I love that. Yeah. Okay, that's good. I forget that you can even do that. Exactly. It's just super cool. I'm glad yeah. they did that. In 2008, they finally got a hit. Linda called Sheila and said, we've got him. <gasps> Sheila was expecting the next words to, be- to come out was Russell. Yeah. You think, right? Yeah. Oh, no, who was it? But she didn't name him. Oh, my gosh. Sheila's world, literally, like, everything came crashing down around him. Literally, I'm so tense right now. Okay. The name that Linda Crumb said Uh was Donald Andrew Bess. Okay, what? Who is this man? I'll tell you a little about him. I'm like, I thought it was going to be someone I knew. But think about this. She spent all these years thinking that Russell had done it. Yeah. Like, giving him so much hate. Yeah. And just so much... Just everything, oh all this gosh, energy so towards right. him being the killer. Yeah. She felt so guilty for claiming it was Russell. And I can just imagine, like, her world, like, just crashing yeah. down as she heard detectives not say Russell's name. It was like, what have I been doing all these years right. trying to find? Yeah. And I read a source that said, literally, when Sheila probably thought Angela was in front of her, she was like, you're probably moving in the wrong direction. You're looking at the wrong guy. Go find my oh. killer, you know? Like, go find the right person. Oh, my gosh. Which is insane. Yeah. Well, and just, it's like, naturally, we as humans just want to have, like, closure, like an ending, a conclusion, just yeah. something. And so, 
it makes sense. It makes so much sense that Sheila was like, okay, like who else would it be? I mean, we've had no other lead, so who else would it be? Exactly. And then to kind of put in your mind, okay, this is a person who did it, so now I'm going to work on that. Like, I feel like that makes sense to mm. do for sure. Oh. So the detectives also called Russell because they had interrogated him and made his life a Poor man. living heck. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And Russell was like, duh. He's like, I've been knowing, <laughs> I've I, didn't been get- knowing that I didn't do it. Like, what you mean? Like, this bye. Man, oh, up that's kind of sad. Dang. <laughs> no, he did not hang up the phone. He was like, yeah, I, it's fine. Like, if, if it was his, like, kid. Right. He'd want to know. Right. So yeah. he understood, like, what he had to wow, go through. Wow, okay. He was, he was a pretty cool, decent guy about it, you know? Yeah. We love Russell now. <laughs> okay, Russell, I forgive you. We forgive you. Even though you didn't do anything. <laughs> I know. Okay, so let's get into Donald Andrew Best. This, oh, no. This terrible man. Ugh, okay, I don't even want to read it because he's so bad. No. So Donald was 60 years old when they found out he was the killer. Oh. 60. Oh, jeez. Angela's 20. I was want to throw up, first of all. Oh, <laughs> you're so right. Disgusting. Yeah. So he was twice convicted of rape. At the time they found him, he was serving a life sentence. At the time of the murder, Donald was on parole while serving a 25-year sentence for aggravated sexual assault okay. and aggravated killing. That... He was on parole. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to go see what else I can do while oh, I'm out. <laughs> it's the, okay, with the sexual, like, anything crimes, yeah. I think we've mentioned this in our past podcast as well, but, like, it's so common to see that as a history. Right. Like, there's other things where it's like, okay, that that's a one-time thing, but with, like, the sexual assault or whatever it might be, that is a common thing. And I don't want to say for everybody, but for most people, they've got a history and they continue, no matter if they go to jail or not, have a history. Right. That's insane. So, yeah. The police... <laughs> this is terrible. Okay, this is really sad. And this is a theory mm-hmm. that the police have. Um, the police theorize that he might have become obsessed with Angela after seeing her at the bar that night, oh. like, when they were all bar hopping, and, you know, okay. like, creepy old guys, right. like, are, like, not claiming every old guy is creepy, but, like, the creepy ones, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, so police think that he followed her home, and that he stabbed her with the kitchen knife to silence her while Ben was knocking on the door oh. that first time. He was, like, in there when Ben was, like, at the door. Imagine Ben, like... Oh. And when Ben left to go call the police uh-huh. from his car, yeah. that's when he, like, just finished off killing her oh and doing all those things. Gosh. Like, that's what the police theorized, which is terrible. And I hope they never told Ben that. Or, like, Ben obviously probably I, knows about right. it now. Right. No, I know. But, like, just imagine then, like, just imagine how Ben, like, would feel. Like, he's, like, potentially, what if I was the reason? Like, that Yeah, he, he could have just barged into the door or stopped. He could have done something. But, like, yeah. the fact that Did they, it's oh. kind of creepy that the guy kind of, like, was there. Yeah, well, I know, there. and I'm like, did he leave through a window or something? Like, how did he... He might have left through the front door, because Ben went back to his car. Oh. He could have just been a random person that just lived in the condo, too. Oh, my gosh. For all he knew. Dang, uh, yeah. yeah, good point. Oh, my gosh. So, June 2010, um, Donald was on trial for capital murder at this point. And oh, my gosh, yeah, because he was already... Oh, my gosh. Capital murder, and you know, that's the death sentence, yeah. buddy boy. Um, so he was sentenced to death and is currently there. Um, during the trial, it literally took the jury less than an hour to decide. Like, really? Yeah, you're going to be put to, oh to death. Oh my gosh, yes! So, in capital murder trials, you get to put the case on appeal if you want to. Yeah. So, of course, he's, like, tried, um... Right. And he failed. <laughs> yes! But, so there's no execution date set right now, but he's still on death row. Oh, okay. Wow. So, yeah, that's Donald. That's that's our terrible wow. person that unfortunately killed Angela. Do we, 
do we ever know his motive like besides just i mean just besides create, potentially just seeing her maybe is that like do they know that or like i think the only thing that i can think of is like with just with his history right he already had a history right. of all this so it's like that's just the type of person he yeah. is. This is the guy he was. He found a pretty girl. Yeah. I told you that Angel was really pretty. Right, a lot of right. We were talking to her. So, I mean, obsessed with her. Yeah. And he was just, yeah. Like, with those, it's just like, you know, how people are like, it's always somebody you know. Like, with all that, with mm-hmm. crime in general, I feel like it's always somebody you know. So, whenever it's like that, it's like he could have potentially gotten away if he didn't have a criminal record, also. Like, thinking about he could have potentially probably gotten away with that because it was like this random dude Mm -hmm. like way not in the same like age range like he's like i don't know i just it's just crazy to think about for real wow so sheila being the bff she is decided like i'm gonna go see this guy get convicted and so she's so great she drove from nashville to dallas yes she um, did to go watch that man get sentenced to death oh my gosh Um, and guess what sheila is currently still practicing as a private investigator i just want to hire her for fun (laughs) like i literally am just like we love this queen on anisa for me (laughs) just to pay her some money <laughs> like, oh see what Anissa's goodness. doing right now, <laughs> guys. That's so creepy. Because Haley probably tracks my location, Loki. Girl, <laughs> I do track you sometimes. That's okay. I track you. Sometimes. <laughs> Friendship. Oh my goodness. Okay, so 2016, um, he did appeal the death sentence, but he lost. I mentioned that earlier. Okay. Um, unfortunately, there's not much of a life update on Ben. Uh-huh. Um, he just doesn't really want to talk about it yeah and i don't blame him yeah no <laughs> being the boyfriend of like that at the time and yeah. he was the i mean he did everything he could like you know he was on the phone with her he was feeling it out and then whenever the i mean he went straight to her like he did everything he possibly could mm-hmm. it's just sucks because sometimes that's still just not enough and so that guy's probably just had to have his time to grieve right and that's just so sad he just moved on right but russell on the other hand he doesn't mind talking about it at all oh russell <laughs> he doesn't he he like i said he was pretty chill to police even though they like made him go through all of that he understood what they had to do doesn't mind talking about the situation um yeah. he stated you don't really realize how stressful it is until it's over and then you're just physically mentally and emotionally exhausted that's when i think i finally realized that it was done this chapter had finally been closed he has moved on mm-hmm. he's a very successful man right and he's just living his best life as much as he can yeah oh my gosh he honestly is kind of like a role model now i'm <laughs> like model. and i don't even know but i just <laughs> didn't like he's just like one i'm thankful that they didn't just put him on trial for no reason because you know yeah. sometimes people go on trial and they're like they don't even have like circumstantial like evidence i feel like or mm-hmm. like they have circumstantial but not like legit evidence yeah and i'm just like why so I'm glad that he wasn't put through so much more. I mean, mm-hmm. I know that's already a lot to, but still like so much more and dang, I don't know. I just, I'm like, I'm just glad that he still was able to go and strive and have goals and exactly. be driven and become successful. I'm For so sure. glad about that. So yeah, that's basically a life update on everyone. That is the story in the case of Angela Samata. Very, very tragic death. Um, really sad. Yeah. Dang. What do you think? I think that was good. I I feel like that was just, I don't know. I was like, it's truly, I did not know what to think the whole time. Right. Which is a good case sometimes because those are like the fascinating, like, mind-blowing. Did you think it was Russell this whole entire yeah. time? Yeah. Well, I was like, I was feeling a little, I was trying to feel you out a little bit because I, I was, was like. I was trying not to give anything yeah, away. Yeah, no, you did good because <laughs> I was like, 
I don't think I really like Russell right now, not in the sense that like he's guilty, but I was like, I don't know. From what I'm hearing, he sounds a little sketch. Mm-hmm. And you can pass lie detectors. It's not super, super common. Like it, Typically, you'll see more like mm-hmm. influx and all that stuff if it's like they aren't like not guilty, if they are guilty. But I don't know. I was just like, huh, little suspect. A little suspect. But yeah, no, I'm actually, and I'm very thankful that they ended up finding the person because, again, I'm just so yeah. shocked that they didn't. So while it's like the worst thing ever and I wish that didn't happen because she seemed like such a great girl, I just like, I'm glad that she did get the justice she needed and that Sheila can now rest right. and do, I mean, and now it's given her a career, and honestly. She, so Yeah, she got a like, little side gig. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I want to meet Sheila, honestly. I'm like, shoot, Sheila, bro. if you ever listen to this, please reach out to us. Yeah, <laughs> we would love to meet you. You're so cool. Okay, yeah. So, no, it was really good. Awesome. Thanks well, for sharing. No problem. <laughs> if you listeners enjoy this podcast, make sure you share it with all of your friends and family. And yeah. follow us on our Instagram at... A bottle... Oh. Haley doesn't know our Instagram, guys. Is it the underscore? Yes. A underscore bottle underscore of underscore crime. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> she got it, guys. And this is the Instagram girl. I edit the recording. Exactly. It's okay. We do our thing. But yeah, follow us on there. Yeah. Um, subscribe to our podcast channel. And yeah. Yeah. We can't wait to see you next time. See you guys. Bye.